Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Hi friends, and welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about power struggles. We've all been there in the middle of a power struggle, wondering how we got there in the first place. Today we're going to chat about strategies that will be helpful to prevent you from getting in that struggle in the first place. So let's just get right into it. I know we've all been there, but on the off chance you've never been in a power struggle, there are basically any instance in which you have an unproductive back and forth with a student. This can look like you asking a student to do something and them responding with no, and you two go back and forth without any progress toward a desired outcome. They're not a great place to be. Often teachers get worried about backing down because they feel it sends a message to the student that if you argue, you don't have to do what was asked. The best strategy is to avoid getting at a power struggle in the first place. And here are my three go-to strategies to do that successfully. First, take a problem-solving approach and invite the student to problem-solve with you. For example, if you're asking the student to transition from one area to another and they don't want to, you might say, hey, insert the student's name, it's time for a small group. What are your thoughts on how we can get there? It might take a little while and often does, but you can help guide the student through a problem-solving approach in agreeing to a solution together. Basically, you're helping the student by providing some structure and choice to engage in the appropriate or requested behavior. Let's walk through another example. Say you work with older students and you have to keep reminding them to put their phones away. You might say something like, hi everyone, I don't wanna have to keep reminding you to put your phones away. How can we solve this? Listen to all of their ideas and come up with a collaborative plan together. You might be surprised with some of the ideas they can come up with. I have seen this work on both the individual and group level. The key is when you think you might enter a power struggle, invite the student to help problem solve a solution. Another strategy would be to provide a nonverbal prompt. This can be a written prompt on a post-it or maybe a gestural prompt or a signal to the student. Either way, if you are engaging in nonverbal behavior, the student is less likely to produce a verbal response back, therefore avoiding a power struggle. This might look like putting a post-it on the student's desk that says, we're working on our math, you can play your game at lunch. All too often when we give a verbal prompt, we invite the verbal response back and it might not lead us in a good direction. The last strategy also involves how we deliver prompts as well. One strategy that can work well is to prompt around the behavior. What I mean by that is when you're prompting, avoid including the undesired behavior in the prompt. Often when we include the undesired behavior in the prompt, students feel called out, criticized, and become defensive. If we prompt around the behavior and include the behavior we want to see, this could help us avoid a power struggle. For example, instead of saying, stop talking to your friend across the room, you might say, hey, I don't want you to miss this. Let's flip onto the page so we can stay on track. 
This might not be the style of prompting you're used to, but try it out and see what happens. If you include the desired behavior, you're much more likely to see success. I would give it a try and come up with some common prompts you give and reword them to prompts around the undesired behavior. This might help increase your use of prompts in the future and avoid those power struggles. Try these strategies out and let me know how they go over on Instagram at Teaching Behavior Together. If you're looking for more strategies, check out the link in the description of this episode for a free 20-page behavior intervention guide that is packed full of different interventions you can use in your classroom. Chat with you soon!